nervous. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Okay, okay. there i'm martina this is seth yes 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 well welcome back to our channel um we've been away for a little while you know with the holidays and us getting caught up with work and i actually started a new job which i won't get into much on here but just know i did um and so yeah um hope we have our uh, hope we have our regular folks here and hopefully you know we get some new folks here um to join our page as well so you know actually Alyssa and i met yesterday and we were like what do we need to talk about? Like, what's been going on in the world? Not that there's a lack of things going on in the world. Uh -huh. um, but what we decided to do is that we wanted to do a brief recap of kind of like current events or just like a recap in general of what's happened since we last um, came on to the channel. And so, you know, we're going to kind of do this in two different parts, hopefully. Um, so the first thing, you know, that we wanted to kick off is that we got a new administration That's in true. the White House. Yes, 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 yes. We had a bomb inauguration. But say, how that made you feel? You know, I can get into it. I'm gonna let you go. You know, I can talk for a while. <laughs> no, no. Uh, hi, everyone. Happy to be back uh, with you all. Uh, you know what? Inauguration day was such a good day. Um, and when I watched it, uh, I surprisingly got really emotional throughout the whole thing. Uh, I didn't expect to, because I don't typically get like super emotional around inauguration days anyway, but this one just felt different. It reminded me of like when Obama came into office and there was that really sort of emotional, you know, moments. And this just reminded me of like, okay, there's some hope again. Not that it was not that it's gonna be perfect and not that everything's gonna go the way that we all think it should go, yeah. but it was just like you can take you can take a breather, you can just see that there's hope down the line. And it was just like a day where I was just like, okay, you know, and just I, I'm the kind of person that always gets emotional when the national anthem is sung. I've always been that way ever since I was little. It might be sort of the ingrainedness of like the American dream. And you kind of think of like, I think about my parents struggle and like all that. And it just kind of, so when I heard that and then just the whole, after that, I was just like, emotions were on high, but I think um, I'm not naive to think that it's all going to be perfect and wonderful and that Biden's administration will not make any mistakes because ain't no administration perfect, but I definitely look forward to just having logic and rationale back into our government a little bit. Uh-oh, what's that froze? I was trying to hold it, but maybe that part is gonna have to be edited out. Okay. Hope it doesn't kick me out. I'll see if I can get back on track. So ever since I was little, the national anthem 
always kind of would get me emotional and I always kind of I think it has to do more with the fact that it reminds me of sort of the quote-unquote American dream and like my parents sort of struggle to come here and sort of create these better lives uh for their kids and just for themselves as well so I think it just kind of gets me that so after that whole thing like once the national anthem was like sung and just everything I was just like oh my god like it made you proud at least for me it made me proud to be uh, a United States a citizen uh, on that day and you know ever since then like I don't expect Biden's administration to be perfect um it doesn't mean that I won't criticize things that they'll do because I'm sure that they'll do things that I don't agree with and that others uh will hold accountable uh but what I do think I appreciate is that we will be able to hold them accountable and I think they will be able hopefully we'll be able to like say we messed up and not be as the previous administration and say that everything is perfect and that they're perfect and that everything that they're doing is right and everybody else is wrong. Um, and I think we'll be able to see a little bit about, we'll talk I think a little bit more as we talk more about like what has happened uh, since the last time we, uh, we've been on, on here. But yeah, how about you, Martina? What was your day like? Your point, just to, I'm just like back up to what you said about the national anthem, like feeling proud in that. I, I have never really felt proud in that. Although, you know, my people, you know, were forced to come here <laughs> hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it never, it's never really, uh, you know, resonated with me per se. And over the last few years with the past administration it's just really been embarrassing for me to be an American I'm just saying you know I've traveled abroad and gone to other countries I've said I'm I've said I'm from Canada for all the Canadians out there I'm sorry I I know you may not want us I understand that it's been we've been real shitty um but you know I'm like I'm from the same place that Drake's from Toronto don't ask me nothing about it I don't know about the six that's all I know um, but that's like when I would travel abroad, like I was just, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm from Canada. So I was so ashamed to just like be an American. But on that day, on the inauguration, I felt so proud to be an American that day. And I had not felt that in so long. And of course, you know, I got emotional too, like you did and a lot of other people that we know, because it was just so much to be proud from that day. And of course, like I had to work throughout that day. So I didn't get a chance to watch everything live. So I had to come back and watch things that were pre-recorded and on the different news outlets. And the one that really got to me was when Kamala came up there, was being sworn in. And it was just so much. And it was like, we have a Latina justice, uh, a Jewish first, well, a Jewish second gentleman and a biracial VP who identifies as a black woman. It's just so much. And I was talking to my mama that day and she was just like, you know, it is a day to be very emotional because we've never seen anything like this in the United yeah. States. And here we're supposed to be what built on immigrants and the lives of people from all across the country. You're supposed to be able to come here talking about the American dream your parents have, but that's hardly ever the case or at least positive, yeah. positive examples of that. And to be able mm-hmm. to really see that that day, it was just really a lot. And then later that day, those, they showed the two senators from Georgia being sworn in um, and the Latino senator from California. 
And I, I just started crying uh -huh. about that again. Because I couldn't believe out in California, they've never Not had about that moment. Right. They had a Latino uh, senator who was a male. They've never had. I was like, really? In first one. The first one? I was like, get out of here. And then, you know, we've been hearing the, you know, kind of following and hearing the stories of what's been going on in Georgia. But still, just to see, again, this Jewish young man, this Black pastor, this Latino man who, who that's never had a senator that's been a Latino mm -hmm. male in California, I just started crying again. And it was just like, man, what a day. Like, wow. It, you know, it, it was just very emotional. Then, of course, you know, they had Amanda's coin, which is now, she's like skyrocketed of course that she deserves because such it was such a beautiful poem um it was just it was a really great day it was a really great day yep. and of course we have to talk about the fashion i mean the bidens ah. uh the harrises you know the obamas everybody was on point like biden's people came in like they were thick thick as these everybody was monochromatic color coordinated yes okay i'm like Oh my goodness. Um, and you know, of course, Michelle came out. I knew it was Michelle because I already, I was like, that's my girl. I knew it was her. And then I didn't oh my all the hair. Oh. And I think one of the uh, funniest things that I saw was the comparison of four years ago of what she wore when <laughs> the previous administration came in and then now, and to now to just like, I was like, and you know what? The thing is, you can say so many things with fashion. You know, you could just make so many statements with what you wear, what you do with like your hair, makeup and all this. Like, it's just such a a subtle way of like being like, yeah, I agree or I don't agree with. Because I mean, and it talks and like in what she, when they both like when the Obama stepped out, I was like, oh, it's like okay, <laughs> you took a moment to just be like, oh. Yes, come down. Yeah. You, you still rain these stairs. Go ahead. It was like that royalty moment. It was. It, it really was like a royalty moment. I was just thinking like, I was like, can you imagine being in this space that day? Just even, you know, people from both sides of the aisle, from all yeah. different parts of the, of the United States government, um, it's like, oh my goodness, all these people in the room together. And for the most part, everybody was being cordial. I, I really, I really admire that. Like, you know, people being cordial, you know, it's a new day. Let's try to get along for today. And people did. People did seem they to, out, at least outwardly facing, it seemed like people really tried to show up for the inauguration because we literally have been through hell the past four years. And like you said with Michelle, it was just like a new day from the photo that she took four years ago. Yes. She was like, just please get me out of here. I don't want to be here. So the one we saw last month and she was walking down again, the suit and holding on to her man. And it was just, it was, it was great. It was a great moment. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think just the statements that everybody made with like their, their fashion choices that day, just you know just volumes around and like I said it's um like you I've always known that fashion obviously always can always have like a message and can always convey that but just to see it like on a you know on a decoration day and to just see it speak something I'm like I was like look at this you know we don't have to be 
loud about making statements. We don't have to be brandishing. Like it could be just the way what you're wearing and what you're trying to convey from that. And I'm like, like I see, I see this new administration. They're like, it's like don't quietly we'll bring change and we'll make messages, but you know, don't underestimate us because there's definitely uh, some power behind everything in that you know in our new administration. I think. Uh, um, like you said, I, I agree with what you said. You know, we have to be realistic in what Biden's trying to do in his administration. You know, I think uh, I'm probably speaking for a lot of people. I'm not trying to, but the millennials and probably the Gen Zs, you know, the very progressive folks, you know, and looking yeah. for a lot to come out of this. Not saying that it won't, but I think we do have to be realistic. We're doing oh, yeah. a more moderate administration. Uh, but I think, you know, there's some things to come. You, know, you and I were talking about AOC last night. Yeah, we did. I think there's some, you know. We'll, we'll, I think we'll touch on that. Yeah, like, I think, I, I think, I think she, you know, I think she's going to make some moves. Yeah. Over the next, what, decade? Because she's, what, barely 30, right? Yeah, she, yeah. she turned 30. Yeah, over she's... next decade. Yeah. Boy, I think we got a lot to see from her. Lots yeah. of AOC. Yes. And hopefully it inspires others to just step step up their game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and and, and kind of, you know, I'm not saying everybody has to be as progressive as she is, but I think if you can start working towards that and start pushing things towards that, I mean, I don't agree on everything she has to say. Like, I'm not going to sit here and lie and be like, oh my God, I'm as progressive as she is. I'm like, I'm not, but there's things that I think that she has some valid points. And I think... Uh, I think there's a way to kind of mesh all of that and really kind of do something with the Democratic Party that needs uh, it needs some updates. Some updates, honey. We need a, a do-over, a change-up. Because, you know, as we've said before on our other videos, over well over half the country was red during the election. So there's a lot of work for Democrats to really, like, understand what yeah. what is going on like really go to these states yeah. these different counties and talk to people and really try to understand their mindset because as much as people i think want to dismiss that can't dismiss no. you know uh this last administration had a lot of followers um and they showed they came out they came out on election yeah uh and you can't dismiss that amount of people that really came out uh to say that they they wanted the last administration to continue. Thankfully, they weren't the majority. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Georgia. By the way, Thank you. we really appreciate. Georgia, it. This is a ch- cheers, cheers. <laughs> oh, what did I see? The inauguration. I mean, that was that was oh, it was such and 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 that was the day after my birthday. It was like, what a great belated birthday gift. It, yep. it really was. And that day, I remember at least here in Chicago, the sun was shining. It was a beautiful day here. It was a really nice day here. It was a beautiful day. It was such a good day. I'm like, what? Oh, this is just such a great day for an inauguration. It's so yep. wonderful. Another prop I got to give for all the women who were out there walking in heels all day long. Mm-mm. From Gio to comments to all of them, Michelle, everybody just walking around in heels all day long. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. To you. I got out the car and start walking in heels. 
Okay. Yes. You would have seen me switch shoes pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, I would have switched. I'm like, you know, it is what it is. Sorry, my constituents, but I'm I'm putting on flats at this. Yeah. So that's why I was like, round of applause for that shit. That's an accomplishment in itself. A whole day, you're probably in heels the the entire day. Um, A concrete asphalt, like all that's that hurt all day and even though like you know I, you know this year you know there wasn't a lot of balls and different gatherings because of the pandemic but there were still things done um so it's just you know a round of applause for fashion and heels for everyone that was modeling them that day yes. that's great not an easy task it's not it's not easy being a woman and having to sort of have to follow these norms of like you have to wear heels and I'm like who was it it was one of Biden's granddaughters that chose not to wear she wore sneakers I think for for I, I, yeah and I know is it Biden or was it Kamala I can't remember it was Kamala's family it was the member okay. of the family because her niece uh, <laughs> husband was there um I'm probably gonna chop up her name, so I don't even wanna say it. Maybe Mima, Nima? I, I don't, maybe saying that completely wrong. But uh, her husband had on sneakers. Husband. Her husband had on sneakers that day. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. Let's not be so staunchy. Let's, you know, switch it up. Let's like. I mean, let's be honest, they were very expensive sneakers. Oh, yeah. I'm like, this is not like the sneakers, you know, we get. I would get. I probably, I, I mean, I'm not a sneaker person in general, so this would not really reflect on my sense of fashion. But yes, they, I'm sure they are expensive sneakers. They were expensive. So I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. Wear those expensive sneakers to the inauguration. Shit, why not? You know what? <laughs> this may never happen again. It may, but why not? This is one chance to just do you on that day. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yes, wear your sneakers. Wear your sneakers. Yes. Normalize sneakers for men and women. For men and women. I agree. In, in formal occasions. I'm all for that. Just saying. <laughs> I would be for that. I would, I, I would be for that too. The Southern part in me probably wouldn't let me wear sneakers, but if other people want to do it, more power to you. Hmm? Yes, 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 yes. I no. can my mama now. You wearing sneakers to a gala? You know what? My, I mean, my mom would be like, that's not, that she is would. not. She would. That's, yeah, she's like, that's, okay, baby. Right. I remember when I had, <laughs> going completely off topic, I remember when uh, the, the, <laughs> the younger generation at the church I was at started wearing jeans to church <laughs> oh i mean people still wear jeans oh that that was a that was a, a hard transition for the church to really accept uh that jeans were an appropriate attire well you know you you can uh correct me if i'm wrong because the other day I, I said something i thought was in the bible like that's not in the bible it's not in the bible but wait is it does it really say come as you are in the bible somewhere it does say okay where i don't know i don't remember like, i don't know where we're going but come as you are and people you know really have been stretching it i mean <laughs> i just remember i know we're getting a little off tangent but i have to say Sorry, but we gotta follow this we gotta we gotta bring it back home <laughs> i 
just remember growing up down in Mississippi, going to church with my mama. It's so because it's so uh it's like you're saying one thing, you're doing something else. It's like my mom's like, well, you know, the Lord say come as you are. You know, if you don't have this and have that, you can still come to church. But we wouldn't dare. Hmm? Wouldn't dare. And you know, church is where people show up and show out. Like, you know, they bring like the newest out, you know, the you know, at least for black churches. Mm-hmm. Easter, Easter suits and Easter dresses, Christmas time, you know, it, it's always fashion shows. Yeah, and I think I think the reason, and I know I'm completely gonna go a little serious at the moment that the whole "come as you are" uh, kind of move. I don't know. I want to call it a movement, but sort of theology or whatever came to be was because the church was really becoming more of this exclusivity kind of thing, where like it was focusing on how you were dressed, like the outward appearance and all these things. Mm-hmm. When you know, Jesus was for everyone, so you know it should be open to those that are homeless those that don't don't have much and you should though it should be inviting um i think that's where it sort of started really resonating i think that's where i think again the younger church and this i think you see that from some of the more younger now pastors out here that are like they're like hey you can come as you are like if you don't have you know clothes that are modern or whatever or you are struggling with addiction and all this like because before it wasn't like I remember it'd be gossip if someone came in that looked you know not as well put together or things like that and it was like I was like but are we are we then really you know being Jesus if we're not opening our doors to everyone uh but I just had a because I remember that transition happening. I was uh, at the church, sort of the churches I was in and sort of just seeing it play out and what it is now. But yeah. Bringing it full circle. And and that's where I said like clothes and fashion have a way of kind of- Making a statement, like you said, without being quite like loud or if you want, yeah. It's a way to make a a silence. Yeah, but not so silent statement. Yeah. So definitely, definitely agree. I'm yeah, not- I think another thing that sort of happened through, and I don't think we talked about it, was uh, the uh, attempted coup that happened a week. Like, yeah, I was yeah because I to talk about the impeachment. Um, in a um, but the attempted coup. Actually, I've forgotten about. I think like Republicans, I'm I'm like blocking it out, you know, because they want to pretend <laughs> the shit didn't happen. <laughs> they were like impeach who <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> let, let it go bitch no <laughs> okay all these cuckoos up there girl they won't even let people of color even make it that far <laughs> you were allowed to go on up in there see this this is a whole bunch of white supremacists just in how it happened how it happened yes like it's some bullshit. And the Republicans, for this man has, they've tried to impeach him twice, right? Both times failed. So he could, what? He, he could still run again in 2024. Yeah. So this yeah. is, this is some bullshit. That's bull, some bullshit. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think I remember watching it happen on TV because um, I started just kind of getting, you know, alerts and things of like what was happening. Alerts, yeah. And I started watching it. And it was just very interesting to me because 
obviously I was working. It was a work day. And after I saw it just play out on CNN, because I turned on CNN right away. And I'm like, this is happening. Like, this is like, they are, I'm like, it's live. It's I'm like, they are wanting to go in there. I'm like, and destroy and probably kill people. Like they want to like hurt people. Like they are not there to just, you know, you know, hold up their signs or anything. Like they are wanting to harm people in there. And they're and these people were armed. Like I'm like, <laughs> and they went in and I remember and I'm like, and then I remember like I had some meetings and I went to some meetings. And like there was barely like any acknowledgement throughout the day about it. And I'm like, am I living in the same world as everybody else? Because like, um, y'all do know that this is happening. Like, it's an actual attempt to overthrow our, our government by some crazy people that think that they have every right to do so. Uh, and nobody's acknowledging it because it's, I mean, I just took it because it's white people that are doing this. So it's not worthy to kind of everybody to just take a pause and acknowledge that this is happening in our country um it hasn't really happened in the last you know decade or more than a decade or whatever was the last I forgot what was the last time there was a coup in this country or attempted coup but I was just like nobody's acknowledging I remember telling uh, a co-worker of like you know, nobody checked in on me, like, and said, like, how are you feeling? Are you okay? Because if that had been successful in any shape, shape way, or form, it would have been people of color who would have been, who would be screwed um, in every sense of the word. And I'm like, nobody checked in that day, or even the following day, like, nobody acknowledged anything. They just, it would be like, oh my goodness, we can't believe it happened. And then like, let's go back to business. Let's just, you know, go back and pretend it's, it didn't really happen. I'm happy you said that because of course I was at work too that day and I think it was 2, 2.30 or 3.30 our time, central time here. And my boss and I, we spent like, we spent 10 minutes talking about it. We were basically, cause both her and I, you know, we got the alerts on our phone. Yep. And she's like, are you watching this? Are you? And I was like, watching it. Then I looked at my phone, I was like, oh my God. Like this, like they just, people stormed the, Storm the Capitol, what the hell? And so her and I were talking about it. I mean, so she definitely acknowledged it and she sent an email out to us, excuse me, her um, her direct uh, reports after her and I wrapped up our call. Just wanna let people know like, hey, if you wanted to talk to her about something, she's there. Um, but basically just saying like, she can't believe this is happening. So she did. She did acknowledge it. Um, and you know, she she is a white a white woman, um, but she's very much woke and very much aware. So for that to even happen, where you're at, I'm shocked, but not shocked. Kind of based on what you've been telling me about things been going on. So <laughs> yeah, Sorry about that. The ice is tumbling down my roof. <laughs> it's been falling here as well. Like. I think maybe in my room it's a little bit more. Hopefully, people can't hear it when they watch the video. But it is, and it's scary. It's because it sounds like, like a collision is happening, <laughs> and it's yeah. So I haven't heard anything. Yeah, sorry about that. But um, no, I think there was like an there was an email that was sent out. I think it was towards the end of the day, um, from like tippity top leadership. 
they came out but it, that was probably the they had to you know the most acknowledgement I had now within my department it was more of like in passing can't believe it's happening in a me- like maybe like in the start of a meeting and then mm-hmm. business as usual and I'm like but, but thankfully you know this is why we have this outlet where we can talk about these kind of things and so I knew that you and I were going to talk about it so I was like I don't Absolutely. I don't need work or others to validate anything for me I'm not going to get, I, I can say so much, but I, I, I won't, oh, I won't say, we you know, we just, yes, continue talking about the, uh, the attempted coup, but it, you know, I, and it was just, yeah, like they came in there with guns and, yeah. um, and the fact like, and I think I posted something on my Instagram that day and I was just like, here we got. Yeah. Black people just, you know, Latinx folks, like we can't, we can't walk down the street. We can't be eating a sandwich, walking the dog, planting a flower, going to work, cooking the kitchen, nothing without being a suspect to something. Yeah. And yet we got people just unwilling. Who the f- I, I still don't know. I don't know if it's been said or not. Maybe it has. Who the hell let them get that far? How did they get that far? Like, you saw all these hundreds of people shouting and rioting coming up the street and you like let's let them in the capital yeah well i mean the videos that were shown i mean the police or security whatever was there like i mean you hear i heard the same thing of others just say like well you know they they let them in because the people that were supposedly securing or being security that that day they're the they're the same people that are wanting to march so they just let them in like there's videos of people just you oh, know willingly so people that the guards the guards and stuff just sort of like opened up okay. any, any barricades or whatever and just kind of let them in and then you know and i think which is true like it's the same thing like when we say like well why um why didn't the republicans vote to impeach you know trump it's because they're, you know, uh, complicit to that same administration. They're the same and one, like they're one and the same. Like it's, it's no different than that. Like some of the security that was around the Capitol sided with the people that were storming the cap, you know, the Capitol building and had no. And I think with too, with some of this impeachment, there were some uh, Democrats that voted against it too, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I was, yeah. I think there was a few, not a lot, maybe six or seven, a few of them. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So you just letting it, no, this all, cause I don't, people are saying like, we need to let it go. You know, it's already happened. No, because if this was somebody else who was not white, you yeah. would not be letting it go. You make it seem like your life is so in danger. Like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> but the fact that I, I, I feel Democrats, they, they didn't do enough. They didn't stand up enough for it. I, I don't know what the disconnect was, but I don't think they stood up enough. I mean, they fight for what they want to fight for. And yeah. I, I don't think they fought enough for this. I agree with you. I think, and that's where I think like when I was talking about like the Democratic Party needing a little bit more of that progressiveness mm-hmm. assert, and, and just not just progressive, but that assertiveness to be like, hey, this is, I mean, if you're controlling house and senate 
like you need to use that to your advantage. I mean, they're all talking about like, well, we got to compromise, and the Republicans like, we got to share yeah. power. We, you know, unity. You got. I'm like, there was a time and place for that, and y'all didn't do it. So why is it? Why is it the expectation that we have to do it now? Like, why do we have to always be the better person mm-hmm. and always have to do this? And not, not that we're gonna be the bad person in this scenario, but we're like, you know what? We're gonna take into consideration that this country wanted us to be in power like this is this is it so we're gonna take this and yeah we're I mean we're gonna be open to discussing and talking about unity and things like that but if if it's wrong it's wrong and like we need to make sure that we as a democratic party are doing a complete united front and that's the problem with the democratic party they can't they don't always do a united front the republicans do because look at everything happened with Mitch McConnell. You know how I feel about Mitch McConnell. Ever since he look, you know, him and Donald fell out because mm-hmm. he, he was standing up for him while he was the president. He was yeah. taking a lot of slack. But look at him, he's like, now it's to fall apart. But Republicans stick together. That's why Democrats, Democrats mm-hmm. don't stick together. There, there is a lot. And I think between, you know, the moderates and people who are liberal but then the people who are progressive they got all this internal stuff and then you got the more conservative liberals so yeah. it's, it's you know it's it's really the demo yeah like these democrats just like need to do better because mm-hmm. that the fact that this man can still run again and i think he probably fully intend to <laughs> he, well, um, he had this the whole intent of like saying you know i'll you know i'll be back or whatever yeah yeah he down there in florida rethinking his strategies still crazy um <laughs> but that that ain't stopping his show and i just think the fact that they didn't even try to this is really an embarrassment to other basically to the united states like we can't talk about other countries no more and how they handle dictatorships and stuff like that. Because we sat here and let this man get away with what he did. Yeah. And him didn't even say anything ab- ab- about the coup. Just like, we love you, but go home now. But he never came out. Even Lord, he was so petty about the inauguration, didn't even show up. Didn't show up. Like, what is this? Like, and, and the thing to me, when the stuff happened at the Capitol, um, and I, I was talking about this with some other friends and I was like, it's almost like this, uh, they on this sacred ground almost doing this. Like the Capitol, you know, as much as like, you know, I've told you, I don't really think two shits about the national anthem, but I, I think the, I don't know, it was something there, like you on this sacred ground where all these, all this important shit happens and so much has gone down here positively. And here you're coming, riding this place. And it's just like, why are you here doing this? This is like almost somebody attacking the White House. Yeah. Like, don't, it's just, it's like this almost sacred place. Like, just don't like, do it. Like, for me, it was like this level of disrespect uh, to this sort of, this symbol right it's a symbol like the you know the capitol building is a symbol of you know our government and you know all of those buildings are symbols of like what we stand for and like what we are and to your point like so many important things have come out of there we think of just you think of dc and you think of like that is the foundation of all of our 
you know, constitutional mm-hmm. rights and all these things and policies and laws and things. And it's like, you went in there with the intent of whether it was harm, whether it was because you were just being acting like a child because somehow you think you didn't get your way. And like, to your point, like this level of disrespect to this, this whole city and this whole town of like, and, and doing that and, and not being able to recognize that, hey, like you don't have a right to just storm in there and demand something because it just didn't go your way. Like, that's not the way, like, as much as you all talk about it's our constitutional right, it's our whatever, I'm like, that was not your constitutional right in any way, shape, or form. And the fact that the Republican Party could not find itself to completely denounce all of that because it was a sea of white people and primarily white men, it's just like... It's like, man, it just, it just makes you, I mean, realizing we'll talk more about just how much white supremacy is just ingrained and like the root of, of everything that sort of, you know, it is. And it's sort of like, where do we go from now? Because a week later was obviously the inauguration um, and in doing that. And there was that taint of everything because everything was like you can see the level of security that was during the inauguration and everything that was just sort of and I mean for me there was a level of fear of what could happen on an inauguration day you know because you're like if people were crazy enough to storm into the capitol building and and then the thing that pissed me off the most was people were like well we didn't think we were gonna get in trouble we didn't think we were I'm like it's a crime. Like you all committed a crime and you all don't, I'm like, and you want to be forgiven and you want, like they wanted pardons by like, you know, Trump and all these things. I'm like, like, no, like that's not the way it works. Like you all commit. What is wrong with you? Like 100%, like there's no way around it. Um, and even the treatment of some of those that, you know, went to jail or were arrested and then the level of privilege that they got. I'm just like, you know, it goes back to what you and I always say, you know, white supremacy, you know, and the privileges that it affords to those that are that are white, particularly if you were a white male in this country. Um, and who, and and who was uh, probably the majority that day? was white males yeah. they had a few crazy white yes. bitches in there too i guess i said what i said they 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 were in there too um but the majority and they think is they had a few prominent people out there like an olympian there was some more folks i think some that were well known in like different industries and i'm just like yeah made you think that people in this day and age of social media and the internet and technologies everywhere that they couldn't find out who you were, especially an Olympian. Honey, they can probably Google you, find your name. <laughs> they, can, they can find you. <laughs> like what? The level of like, I mean, just the audacity that they had to like go live on Facebook, go live on this and think that 
the FBI and the government weren't going to find you. I was like, you do know that our phones track us, right? Like, this is a tracking device. Yeah, all day. Like, and, and the idea that you think that you would have had some kind of anonymity or something like, no, like, people are going to find you. Like, this is the day and age where people can find you really quickly. Like, this isn't anymore, like... I mean, this isn't anymore of like, you can just hide or you can, you know, not worry about being caught as easy. I'm like, no, I was like, especially if you're dumb enough to post something on social media, you deserve to get arrested because you do. <laughs> why? It's called social media. Like, I don't know, this is bad for me. Like, you're putting it out. And the fact is, so much shit happens like this. Well, in, at least in the level, people posting on social media that they like immediately yep. take it down. Honey, somebody out there done screenshotted it, done sent it to it. people, send it to 10 more people, 20 more people. Like, what? Just just don't post it. Like, I understand yep. you, if you want to use your social media to express your emotions, that's cool. I think we all do that in some capacity. But don't be spewing hateful statements and, you know, even, you know, I think we all have strong feelings about things. Honey, if you're going to write that out in like a notebook on your desk, and even you burn that shit. I don't know what to tell you. Don't be putting it on the internet thinking it's not going to go, like thinking it's going to go away. Because it's not. It's there forever. Somebody somewhere can find it. Okay. Yes. And that's to me, yes. it's so baffling to me. So yeah, and to, I mean, yeah, to, to see people, to see people be like, oh, I didn't think it was wrong. I didn't think we were going to get caught. I didn't think this. And I'm like, I was like, you, you were just banking on the fact that your privilege would have protected you. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's it. Like, that's point blank. Because you and I can't even, even think about having any privilege if we were to have done what those people did. Exactly. Like, you and I would have known perfectly well, we are going to jail. And if we do this, we're probably going to jail for a while. Like, we ain't going to be like acquitted we're not gonna be found like innocent nobody's gonna come out of and sort of like no like this is if we're if, if we did this like you and I would not have would have never thought like well even if I get caught like the chances of being you know convicted or whatever are gonna be pretty slim like no we would have been in jail yeah, we wouldn't even reach the steps of the capitol let's be perfectly honest we can't even walk to the corner store and get a lollipop well, somebody, something somewhere is something that doesn't feel right. That's why I was like, the fact that mother, have to bring that in. The fact that people <laughs> let these folks just walk up on in there, it, to me, it's just mm -hmm. a baffling because, and it just goes to show you again, there's such a disconnect and there's so much work to be done because we got people who are supposed to be guarding the Capitol thinking that's okay. You got all sort of people, like you have senators in there. I'm not saying like somebody's life is more important than another life just because they're a senator, but it's not just, you know, Joe Blow <laughs> in this room. Like you got United States senators in this room yeah. trying to make a decision about our country and, and you know the state of our country. <laughs> So you're just gonna let a riot of people, these people not calm, let a riot of people just come on up in here. Oh, well, like, well, we didn't know. What? What? 
Like this to me, it's just, it's just, and this stuff I say, Democrats need to, they should have done more with this impeachment. And yeah. the fact that some, some of them voted against it, and even some of the Republicans that I think are okay people, they did not vote for it. I'm like, and again, this is why I say politics, politics is a shitty game. It really is at the end of the day, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. It don't matter, yeah. Democrat, independent, moderate, Republican, everybody is trying to move or push some agenda ahead and if they can do that okay they say okay well i won't do this this time but next time you got to do this for me okay that's essentially how it works and the whole time the country's just suffering Mm -hmm. yeah i I always when we were in you were talking about like the Democrats and we were talking a little bit ago about like Democrats working together and figuring out like where they stand. It made me think of like how you and I have talked about community building and like how there has to be more of that collaborative aspect and really finding like we know communities aren't always going to agree on everything and they're not all going to have like the same goals but there's some commonalities across communities and I'm like there are some commonalities across Democrats I'm like y'all just need to find what those commonalities are and really stick to them and really kind of full force support that and run through it and then you can you know figure out negotiate talk through discuss figure out what these other things are like where do you meet in the middle like as a Democratic Party um, to do that because otherwise you know we're just going to continue being a very uh fragmented party like we're never gonna be able to like fully support our progressives to like our liberal conservatives like there has to be sort of this effort to just find those commonalities find those middle ground issues and then be okay with okay there are some issues we're we're just never gonna agree across the board um but there's there has to be but you know that's in a very like perfect world and a very like you know. make me think at the same time because you know you you and I also again are always talking about the disconnect that exists amongst um, the different races of mm. and also within blacks against blacks Latinos against Latinos Asians against Asians whatnot and I think the Democratic Party is very representative of a lot of the people that they represent. Uh-huh. It's so funny. It well, not funny, haha, but like I yeah. yeah. that this is like the Democratic Party is exactly like the people that it's trying to represent. Mm-hmm. Arguing amongst themselves, can't get along, can't figure figure shit out. And I hate to keep bashing on Democrats because I am a Democrat, but it's a realization. Oh. It's just a realization. I mean, yeah. and, here, and here the Republicans are very representative of the people that they represent as well. Uh, yeah. more of the wealthy. Be honest, a lot of them got their shit together. Some of them don't mm-hmm. have their shit together, uh, but they stick together. They stick yeah. together. Democrat, people of color, within our own races, we don't stick together. It's just so, it's so representative of just yeah. all of it. Oh, we so smart. <laughs> we just had a lot of time to think through this. I mean, between you and I, we've seen and heard we have heard a lot of things and a lot of perspectives, uh, you know, in our line of work and, you know, and to your point, like, yeah, it's, 
it's mimicking the democratic and the republic mimic what's really happening and really kind of just mm-hmm. seeing that and there's just i think there's just so much to learn from like the community building development aspect to what uh po- you know politicians can do and, and really kind of the parties can do to figure out and like to your point earlier you know the democratic party has a lot of ground to cover uh, for them to be able to hold office, um, to continue to hold office and continue to really bring bring up policies and bring up uh, leaders within their party that are going to really resonate with all of the country, not just with those that identify yeah. as Democrats. Like you, I'm mean, they, I'm full heartedly believe like they need to spend time listening to those opposing viewpoints and sending people that are going to go talk and listen and not just listen because it's, you know, election season, but like you all need to listen right now. Like you need to start building those conversations and talking and really seeing like, cause that was one thing I remember when Hillary lost, I was like, how? And, and I'm like, because nobody ever listened. Nobody listened to the opposing side. Nobody spent the time to really hear what their concerns are and you know and some of those concerns revolve around race and it's like so you need to address that you just can't sweep it under the rug and hope that you know as you show more diversity it's going to be like oh kumbaya moments i'm like no because that's what they don't want to see i was like so you need to address it and bring it and really kind of some people you're not going to change their mind some people you're not going to like it's they're going to be racist through and through until the day that you know that the lord calls them home but i was like but there are those we don't know if they're going home (laughs) we don't know (laughs) yeah but you know but i think you know it's like there are going to be those that are gonna gonna listen and sort of want to learn but for you to also learn so there's just this whole thing that just hasn't been done in our country where it's like real real conversations like yeah, I think there's a lot of building between, you know, our black and brown communities and within even each community. But like y'all Democrats, y'all have an opportunity to go into, you know, rural America and really kind of have conversations, lead those conversations. Cause let's be honest, most of the Democrats Uh oh, think the set froze again. The frozen has happened. It's happened. Oh no, it's happened. So that's gonna come back. What? That's what I'm saying. Like it, it's definitely up to the um, primarily the white males that are, are in our democratic party to lead these conversations have their offices do what they have to do and do that outreach and have those conversations and then you politely ask your white women that are in the democratic party to you know be part of those and and then you know you say fellow uh, Democrats that are, are black, brown, 
uh, or Asian or things like, um, would you be interested in supporting some of these conversations? And if they say no, be okay with that. Right. Um, you know, and not force them to sort of be part of that. But I think that's, I mean, and it's, it's a daunting task. I'm not saying it's easy and simple, but I think it's necessary. Like I thought it was necessary four years ago. Um, nobody did anything. No, I mean, the Democratic Party did not do anything to really, uh, at least from what I saw, right. from <laughs> what I uh, or like didn't I didn't really see any of those kind of and it, it really kind of fell I felt I saw a lot of you know black and brown organizations kind of pop up and talk about like well we need to have race conversations and you know racial unity particularly within the black and brown community and I was like I like that idea and I think it's necessary but in order to really move our country forward you there's there's others that need to be part of that sort of narrative conversation because like, it's you know you have to go into rural America and make it have those conversations um while you're having those race relation buildings within you know Asian community Latinx and you know in the black community I think it's it goes parallel like they have to happen and then at some point we're all gonna meet and <laughs> sort of figure that all out but Oh, it sounds tiring. Even just talking about it sounds tiring. I'm just thinking like, oh. it is. It's, it's daunting. It is very tiring. Um, okay, I'm, I took a deep breath. Okay, all right. Well, channel members, uh, people watching, um, so Lisette and I, we're gonna wrap up this video, uh, but we have another recap that we're gonna do that's gonna focus around the vaccine and around the snowstorm that is currently has been taking place down in Texas and a lot more connected to that as well. Um, so stay tuned, we will be right back and we'll see y'all in a bit. Bye. Bye.